Hello, this is Alicia Ubi. We are now continuing Chapter 3 of Il Chahita, the Laws of Kosher Slaughter. Uh, today we'll be dealing with the various uh, things that uh, make the Shahita invalid and make the uh, the animal a nevela. Uh, if the Shahita was done improperly or in some other cases where the animal might be considered nevela even while it's still alive. Okay. There are five things that invalidate the shahita, invalidate the kosher slaughter. And the uh, the main point of the laws of kosher slaughter are is to be careful to not do one of these five things. And these are they. One is shahiya, which is a waiting, uh, meaning if you started the shahita process and you stopped in the middle, waited, and then continued, we'll see more details about that in, in a second. Halada, uh, uh, which is if you insert uh, the knife in the middle of the neck and slaughter up or down, we'll see that also. The third one is derasa, which is to uh, put pressure in and cut through the neck as opposed to slicing. Hagarama, which is if we if 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 we slaughter too high or too low uh, and not in the proper place of the neck. The ikur, ikur is where the one of the trachea or the esophagus will be uh, taken out of its uh, proper place. Uh, we'll see all five of these in the and the coming halachot. Halachah bed. Shehiyah kesad. How is how is the is the shehiyah is the is the invalidating process of waiting? Okay, so what is the waiting, uh, this waiting process? If he began his slaughter, and then he lifted his hand, uh, meaning he has the knife in the neck, and then he stops in the middle, and and and, and he stops in the middle uh, before he finishes the slaughter, and then he waits, whether he does this unintentionally or intentionally, whether he was forced to do this uh, for some reason or he did it willfully. And then he comes back or someone else comes back and finishes the slaughter for him. So there's a minimum amount of time that if uh, this is a maximum amount of time that if this is passed, then the shahida is invalidated. So if he waited uh, more or so long that uh, the amount of time that it takes to uh, right, so if you have a cow that is currently resting on the ground and you wait the amount of time it takes to lift the cow to put it into the proper like slaughtering position and then to actual slaughter, right? Um, so if that 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 amount of time that it takes to do that whole process, uh, if that's the amount of time that, that, that you waited, then the slaughter is invalidated. And if you waited less than that, then the slaughter is still valid. Al-Hagiman. 
هيثا بهما دقة شعور جهياثا كذي شيربيها بهما دقة ويربي سنة ويشحوت If the, uh, the domesticated animal was a thin animal such as a, a sheep or something like this as opposed to a cow, right? So if we're talking about a sheep then the length of time uh, of the waiting is the amount of time that it takes to lift a sheep or and put it into the proper uh, uh into the proper position a uh, sheep as an example of a thin uh or a smaller uh domesticated animal right so since it's smaller the amount of time that it'll take to put it into the proper position is also less and therefore the shahiyah that you're allowed to do is also less <laughs> And if it were a thick animal, like a like a cow, then it's the amount of time it takes to lift it and put it into the proper position and slaughter it. Regarding the chicken, uh, sorry, regarding a bird, uh, so there it's the amount of time that it takes. We we judge it by the amount of time that it takes to do this process with a thin animal and not the amount of Process a time that it takes to do it with a bird, uh, since the, that amount of time is very minuscule uh, because it's so light. If a person slaughtered a little bit and then paused, and then but paused a very short amount of time, and then he continued and to slaughter, and then again paused a very short amount of time, and he keeps doing this until he finishes the shahita, he finishes the slaughter, uh, but not but none of his pauses uh, was the length of was the full length of the uh, of what we just described in order to invalidate the slaughter but when you calculate the amount of time that he paused in each of the pauses and all of the pauses together add up to that amount of time then we say that this is a nevela out of doubt uh since there isn't one uh pause that took up that time so we don't say it's a nevela Rather, uh, they all added up to it, so we only say it's a nevela out of doubt. And so too, if he uh, waited the amount of time that it takes to lift the animal, put it into the proper position, and then to slaughter only a minority of the uh, simanim, only a minority of the trach in the esophagus, and uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, a majority, right? Because we're still talking about a kosher slaughter, right? So a majority of the of the trachea the esophagus, but only, uh, but not not the whole way through, not the ideal slaughter, right? It could be if we're talking about a chicken or a bird, maybe we did only a little bit more than half of the trachea, and then none of the esophagus, whereas the original. Uh, question, you know, the original uh, halakha said that it needs to cut 
it's the amount of time that it takes to do the ideal shahita, uh, which is the entirety of the trachea and the esophagus. So here he doesn't do that. He only does uh, a little bit about a little of a minimum amount of time that it takes to do the shahita part of this pause. Um, and not in order to do the whole proper shahita. This is also considered a safik nebila, um, a nebila out of doubt. If he slaughtered, uh, he cut the majority of one of the, the two, or the trachea or the esophagus in the bird, or a majority of both in the in uh, an animal. Um, even right, then, even if he waited half a day, and then he came back and continued to cut the tra the rest of the trachea, the esophagus, right? This is permitted, right? So he cut uh, fifty one percent of the trachea in the bird, or fifty one percent of the trachea and fifty one percent of the esophagus in the in the in a cow. Uh, and then later in the day, he comes back and cuts to 100%. This is fine. Uh, since, the, uh, since the original slaughter cut the, uh, was, a, was a valid slaughter, right? Uh, since it was slaughtered in the, the proper amount, then the next uh, cutting that he does is considered only as if, he, as if he's cutting meat, right? Since the animal was already slaughtered. Uh, so this isn't considered a pause. If he cut in the trachea alone, right? So he didn't touch the esophagus yet, but he did only the trachea and he did half of it exactly, or a minority of it, right? A half or less. And then he waits a very long time, and then he comes back and finishes the slaughter. This is fine, right? Uh, a small cut in the trachea uh, is not considered uh, the beginning of the shahita. The beginning of the shahita only starts from a majority of the trachea. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, but if he slaughters the majority of the trachea, or that he even just punctured the esophagus right so the esophagus is not about majority even just a little bit of the esophagus is already enough um and then he waits this the proper amount of time meaning the amount of time it takes to uh lift the, the animal put him into position and slaughter so then regardless of whether he came back and finished the slaughter that he began or if he comes back uh and does the whole uh, the whole slaughter uh, in a totally different place, right? Either way, this is uh, invalid. 
since the since a a bird or an animal that uh, the majority of its trachea has been cut, or if its esophagus has been punctured even and by a little bit, this is considered a nevela, right? So, uh, and the shahita slaughter has no uh, effectiveness regarding uh, this case, right? So as soon as the, either a majority of the trachea or a little bit of the esophagus are cut, then that's the beginning of the shahita process and the count begins. From here, from this last halakha, it, it, it becomes clear to you that there is no uh, possibility of doing shahiya in the trachea of a bird uh, at all, right? It's not possible because if uh, a person slaughters the majority of the of the trachea and then waits, then that means that he already finished the proper slaughter of the bird because the bird only needs one siman. It only needs one of the two pipes. Um, so then when he comes back after waiting the proper amount of time and finishes the slaughter, it's not really, right, it's as if he's just cutting meat because the animal is already slaughtered. And if, on the other hand, he didn't cut a majority, rather he cut only a half or less of the trachea, and then he waits a very long time, then this that person's allowed to come back and slaughter when, however much time he wants because it doesn't become prohibited as a nevela, it only becomes prohibited as a nevela once a majority of the trachea is cut. So from here we can see that, that it's impossible to have shahiya in the bird uh, in the kane. Uh, and since the kane comes first, right, the esophagus is above the trachea in the neck, it's, all, it's almost impossible, I mean, it's almost impossible to do shahiya in the bird. If he, a person slaughtered a bird, but in slaughtering it, he paused and waited. And he doesn't know if he punctured the esophagus or not. So then he should uh, come back and do another cut in the trachea alone in some other location uh, to guarantee that he does the proper, that he did do a proper slaughter over here. And then uh, he should let it sit until it dies. And then once it dies, he should check the. Uh, esophagus from inside. Uh, we'll see why from inside. We'll see that a little bit later in this chapter. He checks it from the inside of the esophagus. If he doesn't find a drop of blood in the esophagus, 
then it's certain that it was not uh, it was not uh, punctured and the slaughter is valid. And if he does find a drop of blood, then uh, then it's uh, and it's invalid. That, so now that we, we have finished the first thing that invalidates the shahita, now the second issue that invalidates the shahita is halada. Halada kesad, tiron shaykhnisa sakin ben siman siman, ben shepasaka siman ailion lemana, ben shahat atahton lemata, shehuder shahita, arizo pesula. How is the halada done? If a person uh, um, inserts his uh, the knife between the two pipes, right between the trachea and the esophagus. Right? So he cuts into the neck, uh, but not directly from 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 the neck. Rather, inserts the knife in in, in, in inside, in between the two, uh, in between the trachea and the esophagus, and then he cuts either. Uh, the the bottom siman, which is the uh, which is the trachea, and cuts downwards. Uh, sorry, are you sorry? He, or uh, he, uh, first, the first, the first, first it says ailion, uh, right? So first, he if he cuts the upper siman, which is the esophagus, and cuts upwards, or if he starts uh, slaughtering the lower siman, which is the trachea, and cuts downwards, uh, right? And this and both of them he does in the proper form of slaughter, right? So seemingly he doesn't do anything wrong since he's, he's he cuts both, he cuts, or at least one of them, he cuts properly. Uh, this is pesula, this is invalid. Uh, is, you're not allowed to insert the knife and then cut. Okay, so if uh, so if a person inserted the knife under the skin of the uh, animal, right? So now he's not putting it in between the two simanim, but rather under the skin. And then he slaughters the two, both simanim, properly. Or if he uh, covered uh, his knife under a, uh, a piece of uh, wool that was very uh, thick and very, very thick, or if he put a cloth on top of the knife uh, and and uh, and on top of the neck. And then he slaughtered under the cloth, right? So since in all of these cases the knife is not uh, is not geluya, it's not uh, apparent, right? Like it's not visible. You can't see it. It's hidden under uh, under either a cloth or under this wool. Then this is a sefik nevela. This is uh, right? it's not. It's only a nevela by doubt, since it's not the classic case of the, of the halada where he puts it in between the two uh, simanim, but rather here the knife is just hidden. So we consider this a safek nevela. Okay, 
And so too, if he slaughtered the minority of the Siwani uh, with Hachlada, and he finishes uh, the slaughter not with Hachlada, right? So he he covered the knife, or he did, or he inserted he inserted the knife and then cut a little bit, but not a little bit of the of the kane, but not very much. And then he takes it out and then does the shahita properly. This is also a sifik nebila. Uh, so even just a little bit uh, makes it prohibited. Okay, so now the third invalid, invalidating, invalidating thing of the, of the shahita is derasa. So how, what is the derasa? If a person uh, uh, takes the, a knife and, and hits it against the neck of the, of the animal, in the same way that a person uh, takes a sword and just uh, hit and just uh, a jab, uh, not jabs. Uh, he just uh, he like cuts. Uh, he, like he just he pushes down with a sword and 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 cuts the simanim with pressure in one swoop, right? Uh, without going back and forth, right? Without doing any sort of slicing motion, but rather just with brute force. Or if he places the knife on the neck. And then he pushes it, right? He takes it, his hands and pushes it along the back, and he pushes it downwards so that it cuts, so that it cuts like the way that a person cuts senon uh, or shoot, which are like these types of uh, like a melon um, or like some other type of vegetable, right? Like the way you cut uh, like these heavy vegetables, they just take a knife and push it. Uh, and he cut the simonim in this way. This is pesula. Um, okay, I'll, I'll introduce that many people uh, did not understand this halacha. I mean, much ink has been spilt uh, trying to explain what Rabbeinu means here. Uh, I have my understanding. Uh, I'll explain the way I understand it. And hopefully I, I have it right. Okay. Okay, so what is the Hagarama? This is a person who slaughters in the trachea above the place that right, are high in the pla in a place that is not uh, fit for slaughter. Right, so he slaughters too high in the neck um, and, uh, and doesn't slaughter properly because it's not in the right place. So now Rabbeinu gives a description of, uh, of, what, of, of what this is. So he says, there are 
like these two little uh, uh, like beams or two little pieces of uh, cartilage uh, at the end of the trachea that are uh, on the upper part of the tabat gedula, the upper part of the of the big ring. Right? We said that the trachea is composed of many rings. Uh, so at the top there is a big ring, and in that big ring is these two are these two uh, little pieces of cartilage. Shahat betocha hitin. If he cuts from within the hitin and lower, if he left of them even a little bit, right? So he he cuts in the hitin themselves, right? And if he leaves just a little bit of the hitin uh, up in the in the upper part, and this is permitted, since he cut from the shipui kova uimata, from the part of the of the uh, of the tabat, the part of the ring of the of the of the trachea that is still a part of the valid part of the shahita. Uh, and since this and, and right and that's and so th this is a valid shahita since it's in the it's in the uh, proper place. But if you didn't leave of them anything, rather he he cut above them, right? So he missed uh, he missed them. Then this is hagarama and this is invalid. Um, for those that, that that's the literal translation. For those who are watching the YouTube channel, um, I'll point your attention now to a couple of pictures so you can see. This is a picture of the uh, the top of the trachea of the the top of the trachea of a cow. So we can see here the smaller rings that make up the trachea. Okay, here on the the right picture. At the end. Uh, we have this bigger piece, okay? Here in the left picture, you can see it better. Uh, here we have this bigger piece, all right, over here. This is called the cricoid cartilage. The cricoid cartilage, unlike the other, unlike the other rings, does not cover the whole, uh, so the other ones do not cover the whole way around, but the cricoid cartilage does. It encloses uh, the whole circumference Right, it makes a full circle or oval and cut and covers the whole way around. And then at the end of the cricoid cartilage, we have these two strings that you can see. These are the uh, vocal cords. Okay. And then we have another piece of cartilage, which you can see in the right picture, which is this thing. Uh, and this is called the thyroid cartilage. Okay. And Inside the thyroid cartilage, we have this piece of cartilage, uh, which is called the uh, arytenoid cartilage. Um, okay, these are the three parts of the the three pieces of cartilage that are important to uh, note uh, in the top of the trachea. Uh, what Rabbein was saying here, so he, so the terms that he uses are shipuya kova and tabaat gedola. By shipuya kova, he means the thyroid cartilage, this piece over here. Okay. Uh, by the tabaat gedola, uh, and here I think 
there's a little bit of confusion amongst the people who are uh, trying to understand him. By the Tabat Gedorah, he does not mean the tricoid cartilage, but rather the entirety of this whole thing. The, the, uh, both the, the cricoid cartilage, the thyroid cartilage, the arytenoid cartilage, right? Because he, he says in the Perushan al Mishnayot, he explains that, that the Tabat Gedola is composed of many different pieces. He doesn't, he says that it's not just one piece. Uh, and so the Tabat Gedola is this entire complex. The Hitin, the two, uh, the two small pieces, which here also there's a lot of confusion because many people thought that he meant the vocal cords. Um, that I do not think that that's what he means. He means the arytenoid cartilage, since he calls it cartilage and the vocal cords are not cartilage. Um, moreover, he says that the hitin that carry the vocal cords, right? Meaning that they're not the vocal cords, but rather they are carrying the vocal cords. And as you can see, the arytenoid cartilage carries the vocal cords. They are attached to that cartilage. Okay. So according to that halakha, uh, okay, so keep this picture in mind. I'm going to go to the second picture now. Okay, so we had the cricoid cartilage, the thyroid cartilage, and the arytenoid cartilage. Here's another picture of it that you can see. Uh, right here is the cricoid cartilage that goes the whole way around. And here's the thyroid cartilage. Uh, and the cornicular cartilage is just the end of the arytenoid cartilage. It's actually it's the same thing. Right, and this whole thing, this whole complex, is called the Tabat Gedola. Okay, there's and then there's this epiglottis cartilage at the end, uh, which covers the trachea so that food doesn't come in. It's uh, elastic. Okay, so this is a picture from a upper view. Okay, this is the cricoid cartilage. Here we have it on the other end, right? It's, this is the same thing, right? Because it goes around. This is a cut, right? Uh, from this is a view from the top, right? So these are actually one thing, right? Just it would go around. So this is the cricoid cartilage. This is the thyroid cartilage. This long piece. Cartilages in this picture are blue. This piece is the arytenoid cartilage. And uh, and this is the epiglottic. The epiglottis that we said that I said that is the flappy part that closes the trachea so that food doesn't come in. And here are the vocal cords over here. This is the vocal fold. Okay. So what Rabbeinu means, so he says that in the Tabata Gedola, okay, so this whole thing, on the upper section of the Tabata Gedola, right? He says, Lemala, Betabat Gedola. There are two hitin. That are that is this, the the two of uh, the arytenoid cartilage that is in the upper section, right? Because it's above the cricoid cartilage, right? So it's in the upper section of the bathkedula. Uh, these are the hitin that he that he is talking about. Um, so now he says the shipuikova is what uh, is the thyroid cartilage. Okay, the shipuikova is the thyroid, the thyroid cartilage, uh, this longer part. So originally we said, if you remember how in Perik Aleph, that the shahita 
the that the upper limit of the trachea and 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 uh, for kosher slaughter is mishipui kova ulmata from the uh, thyroid cartilage and downwards, right? So from that statement, you would think it could be from here, from the end of the thyroid cartilage, where close to the epiglottis. Um, in this halacha, he says that if you slaughter in the hitin, right? So you slaughter over here and cut where the arytenoid cartilage is. If, when cutting in the arytenoid cartilage, you left a little bit of the arytenoid cartilage above it, right? So you cut in the middle and there's still a little bit above it, right? Still a little bit here to the left, right? In this picture, that would be considered above it. Then that is a valid shahita. But if you cut in the shipui kova, right, in the thyroid cartilage, but above the arytenoid cartilage, meaning so you did not hit the arytenoid cartilage, but rather you were above it, then that is an invalid uh, slaughter, even though you're cutting inside the shipui kova. And that is what Rabbeinu means in this halakha. This is what this would look like. Uh, and so here is the tricoid, right? You can see that it covers the whole way around. It has the whole circumference. Here you can see the two vocal cords, right? This, the, these are the two uh, uh, vocal cords that the two hitin are holding, um, right? So here they cut below the hitin and it's fine. Okay. That, I'll continue to rov ha'echad or rov if he slaughtered a majority of one of, of the simanim, or a majority of both of them, uh, and he uh, and he and uh, and then he finished it, right? So he, he so he did the majority of them properly, and then uh, the second or like. I mean, the, the minority that he does after he already did the majority properly, or right? the rest of it he does uh, with derasa or with hagirama, right? either cutting down with force or uh, that he maybe cut diagonally and then reached, to a, a, he started in a good location and ended up in a bad location. And this is a valid shahita, right? It was okay since the majority was done properly. If he did hagirama in the beginning, in the first third, and then he slaughtered properly in the in the in the second and third and the third thirds, right? So the first third he does improperly. He does above the proper place, and the last two thirds he does in the proper place. This is also valid. Note here that he does not say this regarding derasa, and knowing that the, the, the beginning, he doesn't say he only says it regarding hagarama and derasa. He doesn't say it regarding hachlada, since we already saw in al chayyot that hachlada, even if it's only a minority, it's invalid. Shehat shelish vehigirim shelish vehazar or shehat shelish aharon keshera. If he slaughtered one third properly and then he did hagarama. Uh, in the second third, and then he went back, and then the last third he slaughtered properly again. This is also valid, since again we have two thirds that were done properly. 
וחזר בגירים של איש האחרון, הרי זו פסול ה... If he did הגרמה in the first third, and then slaughtered properly in the second third, and then came back and did הגרמה in the third third, then this is invalid, since only one third was slaughtered properly, and two thirds was slaughtered improperly. ואם דרס או החליד, בין בשליש הראשון, בין בשליש האמצעי, אריזות פסולה. But if he did דרסה or החלדה, whether in the first third or in the middle third or the second third, this is invalid, this is an invalid slaughter. Now we're going to the fourth, or to the fifth, to the fifth invalid thing that invalidates the shahita, and this is ikur. Ikur kesad, kichon shin ne'ekra ha'dargeret, wihi ha'kane, o ha'weshet, wanishmat echad mehen, o shinehem, o nemgimar shahita, הריזון נבלה, אבל אם שחט אחד בעוף או רובו, ואחר כך נשמע את הסימן השני, הרי שחית אפו כשרה. אוקיי. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
כאילו נעפר קודם שחיטה, היה מתדלדל ולא יישחט. If he, uh, if, uh, he finished the slaughter and then he sees that, that, the, that, the, that the type that he cut was dislocated, right? It like dislodged from its spot, then this is valid because it's certain that it was dislodged after he did the slaughter. Because if it would have been dislocated before he slaughtered, then he wouldn't have been able to slaughter it because it would have because it wouldn't stand still, right? When we're cutting when we cut the trachea, so it's firm and it stands in place, right? It's not it's not going it's not like a like a like a loose uh like like a loose uh pipe that is gonna as soon as it starts feeling pressure it's gonna start like flopping around right so but if it would dislocate dislodge then it would flop around and you wouldn't be able to cut through it because it would just move right it would just fall um so since we were able to slaughter it we know with certainty that it it was uh that it was dislodged after we did the shahid Okay, now Rabbeinu uh, puts a conditional on the last halacha. says, in what case are we talking about? Only in the case where the, where the person did not hold on to the simanim uh, with, with his hand as he slaughtered, right? Uh, some uh, some shochatim, right? As they they hold the uh, right, let's say a bird, right? So as they uh, turn it and right, they try they feel to see that they see where the trachea and the esophagus are before they start, so that they they know that they're cutting in the proper place and that they feel them, right? And sometimes they might hold on to them, right? Uh, you, sh- uh, you should you shouldn't do this, but sometimes you sometimes people do. Right? So if you hold on to it. Right, and then, uh, right, it could be that it's already dislocated because you're holding it, so you're you're stretching it, right? So by stretching it, you're keeping it in place, right? Even though it's not, uh, it's not firm on its own, it remains firm while you cut it because you're holding it in place, um, right? So, uh, so. So the last halacha where it's valid because we know with certainty is only talking about a case where he didn't hold it. But if he was grabbing the two simanim and slaughtered, then it is possible that he that he could slaughter uh, that he can slaughter it even after it's been dislodged. And therefore, if he found it, he found that the siman was dislodged and slaughtered properly. And then this is a safiq nebira. This is a nebira out of doubt. Racha yov chet. Kol makom sh'amarnu b'shachita pesula harizo nebira. V'im achal mimenna k'zayit l'oqe mishum ochel nebira. Sh'en mosim mide nebira illa shachita k'shira k'ashir siwba. K'mo sh'be'arab. V'chol safiq sh'istapiq b'shachita harizo safiq nebira. Every place that we, uh, so now Rabbeinu is giving you a principle, that every place that we said, that Rambam said uh, regarding Shahita, that it is Pesula, that it is invalid, what he means is that it is a Nevela, 
right? And that if he and if you we uh, he, a person ate from that nevela a an olive's worth, right? The volume of an olive, then he receives lashes uh, for having eaten a nevela, which is a mitzvah lo taase, um, because. Uh, because the presumption is that the animal is a nevela, and only the valid shahita, as God commanded us, is what removes the status of nevela from it, as we have already explained in chapter one. Um, and any doubt that might occur in the slaughter, then this is a nevela out of doubt. And anyone who eats from it, we give him makath magdut. We give him uh, lashes of rebellion uh, for having violated a rabbinic uh, violation. Since all, uh, even though it's a it's a safek deoraita, it's a doubt of a of a biblical law. All prohibition, all prohibitions of doubts on biblical laws where we are stringent, is actually a rabbinic prohibition uh, from the Torah. Uh, uh, cases of doubt are not prohibited. Uh, Rabbeinu explains this in order to uh, clarify that it is not talking about a terifa, rather only a, or rather a nevela, which is uh, slightly, which is more, uh, which has uh, more uh, ramifications than just a nevela. Another sense has more ramifications than the terifa, since the nevela also has a uh, form of impurity, of tum'at nevela. Halakha yotet. Behema shenitali yarech shela, wa halalah ima, ad shetera'e hasera keshet tirabas, harezo nevela, kemishen nechtach hesia, unechleka lishne gufot, wena shahita mo'aylet ba. An animal who's, uh, who's, uh, uh, whose thigh, or the yarech is literally the the bone that connects to the thigh, uh, called the, the, the femur. Um, so if the femur and the entirety of the of the of the hip uh, uh, was removed from the animal, such that uh, when the animal is sitting, it seems as if it's missing uh, a whole part of it. Right, there's like there's a part of the animal that's missing, right? So then this is a nevela, uh, like a animal that half of its body was cut off, uh, and its body was cut in two, um, and proper shahita does not is not uh, effective with such an animal. Um, here, oh, for those watching the YouTube channel, uh, this is a picture. Right, so here we have the beginning of the leg, right, and then it comes down here like this, and it goes down. Right, so this is the femur. Right, that's this bone, 27, and it connects here to the hip joint. Right, so if the this uh, and together with the whole this whole contraption, right, is he's not. Rabbein was not saying here that if the bone were dislocated from the joint. If that's not what he's saying, that would be a terifa, as we will see in later chapters. 
but here you mean that it's still uh, it's still connected with it, but the whole thing is removed, right? Uh, right. So here's another picture, right? This is the same thing uh, that we saw over there, right? So here is the hip joint. There's also the hip joint. This is from the opposite. It's a picture taken from the opposite side, right? So if the hip joint together with, and here's the beginning of the femur going down, right? So if this whole thing were taken, then this would be, uh, this would, uh, this would be an abela. This is another picture right here. We see this is the hip joint, right? And here you see the, like the ball, uh, where the, where the uh, femur connects to the joint, right? That's this ball. That's over here. Okay. וכן, אם נשברה מפרקת ועירוב בשר אימה, או שנקרעה מגבה כדר, או שנפסק רוב הקנה, או שנקרב הוושת בכל שהוא במקום הראוי לשחיטה, הרי זו נבלה מחיים, ואין השחיטה מועלת ב... And so too, if the animal's uh, spine was broken, and a majority of its flesh with it, meaning, so imagine the back of the, of the cow, and then uh, there was a cut into its back, and it cuts through the flesh all the way to the spine, and cuts through uh, a majority, and cuts through the spine, right? So uh, the spine's broken, and with uh, the flesh with it, or uh, right, uh, a majority of the flesh, right? So it doesn't have to start from the beginning. It can start from somewhere from the middle or something like this. Um, or if its back were cut like a fish, right? So like the way, so if you buy a fish, right? Uh, and it's the way you cut it to like, uh, you want to open it, right? So you take a knife and you slice along its back and then you're able to open it, right? Uh, and take out whatever, or take out the bones or whatever you, you want to do, right? So you cut along the back, right? So if the cow also had a cut along its entire back like a fish, or if uh, its uh, trachea were cut, well, the majority of the trachea were cut, right? Meaning uh, now we're not talking lengthwise, but rather in, right? So so one uh, one of the rings of the trachea, if a if it was cut into uh, a majority of the ring, or if the esophagus were punctured even a little bit uh, in the place that is fit for slaughter, then all of these are a nevela, even while they're still alive, right? Even if they still have, right, they're still alive and they have this broken spine, or they're still alive and they, still, and they have any of these other things, um, they're considered nevela anyway, and the, and doing proper slaughter on them is not effective. Uh, and this is the same thing both for the for an animal and for a bird, and all of these matters. Malchakaf. 
שני אורות יש לו לובשת, החיסון אדום הפנימי לבן. נקב האחד מהן בלבד כשרה. נכתבו שניהן בכל שהוא במקום הראוי לשחיטה, הרי זו נבלה. ובין שנשחטה במקום הנקב, בין שנשחטה במקום אחר, אין השחיטה מועלת בה. נכתבו שניהן, זה שלא כנגד זה, נבלה. אוקיי, okay. the esophagus has two layers of, of uh, here's the skin, uh, two membranes. Uh, actually, it has a, for the inner membrane is composed of a few different types of membranes, but uh, it's a few different layers, but, uh, but here only two of them are, uh, are in focus, are being uh, focused on. Uh, the outer one, is red and the inner one is white uh if uh one of them were punctured alone and right and the other one wasn't punctured then this is this is a uh then this is still valid if both of them right both the outer one and the inner um layer were punctured right if they were both punctured uh even in just a little bit, in the place that is fit for slaughter, then this is a nebula. And regardless of whether it was uh, is, whether it was slaughtered in the same place as the puncture, or if it were slaughtered in some other place, either way, the shahita does not have is not effective uh, on on this. And this is uh, one of the cases that we saw in the last halakha of a, an animal that is considered nevela even while it's alive. Or if both of the layers were punctured, but the punctures were not, it wasn't one whole puncture that punctured through both layers, but rather the inner layer were punctured in one place and the outer layer were punctured in some other place on the esophagus and they're not next to each other. This is still a nevela. נרקב הוושת ועלה בו קירום מוסתמו, אין הקירום כלום, והרי הוא נקוב כשהיה... If the esophagus was punctured and then a clot came and covered it, right, and clotted the puncture, the clot is, has no, uh, has no uh, standing, right? It, And this is considered as if it's still punctured, as it was. Nimsa kos omed bweshet herezos efek nevela. Shema nikav bweshet veala kerum bimkom anekev veinu nirae. Aval im nimsa kos leukom bweshet en choshishin lo. Kerova behemot mitbariot ochelot akosim tamid. If we find a, if we found a. Uh, a needle, uh, something, uh, something sharp that was standing, uh, stuck in, uh, standing in the esophagus, then this we considered a nevela out of doubt because uh, we are suspicious that it might have punctured the esophagus, right, and come in through a puncture, and then uh, a clot came and covered that area, that was punctured, uh, and therefore we don't see it. 
because it was it was clotted. But if we find a uh, such a, a needle, but that it's lying uh, sideways, right, to the length of the esophagus, then we are not suspicious of it because most of the desert animals or wild animals, right, they eat, they constantly eat uh, like these sharp uh, things or these needles, right? They're, they're constantly eating these things. Uh, so it's not, we're, we're not, we're, so we're not suspicious that it entered by making a puncture in the esophagus. The esophagus, you cannot check it from the outside, right? You mean you can't use the outer layer in order to check it. Rather, you can only check it from the inside. Um, how so? Uh, right? So we take the esophagus and we fold it and, and check inside. If we find that it has a, a drop of blood, then we know that it was uh, that it was punctured, uh, right? Why can we not check it from the outside? As we said, the out the outer layer of the esophagus is red, and since it is red, you won't be able to identify if it has any drops of blood, since you're not going to see red on red. But since the inside is white, uh, it's very easy to spot. And therefore, uh, that is the only way to check the esophagus. And so, for example, uh, again, for those watching YouTube page on this picture, here we said we last time we talked about the trachea. This is the esophagus over here on the top. Right? We see uh, when it cuts, it like it uh, uh, it uh, contra uh, contra contracts, right? Which we talked about in in Pericardus in chapter one. Right, so uh, so here it's contracted, but you can see the two layers. Right here is the inner layer that's white, and here's the outer layer, kind of that's red. Right, you can see it. You can see it a little bit. Um, when it's standing, you and you only see the outside, then you see it as red, but the inside is white. All right, so if it had a drop of blood here, let's say, you would be able to notice that. The trachea, if, it were, if a majority of, uh, of one of the rings were cut in a place that is fit for slaughter, right? so you can see it on this picture right here, we have one of the rings and it's cut through the majority of it, right? it's cut in, right? not not, it's not covering a number of rings, but just one ring, and it cuts in and covers a majority of it. Uh, and then this is a nevela, right? Because it, a majority of the of the trachea is cut, and and so too, if the trachea is punctured, then it is a nevela. If it has, if it, if the puncture is the area of an isar, an isar is a coin. Uh, which, according to the Mishneh Torah Yochai Akbili, is 4.1 uh, cubic centimeters. Uh, right, so we have this 
uh, this area of this coin. So if the hole in the in the trachea is of that area, then it is a nebula. Nikeva nekavim ketanim im nekavim she'en behen chesaron hen mistarfin leruba. Im nekavim she'esh behen chesaron hen mistarfin lechaisar. Okay, if there are, it's not one hole, rather many, many small holes, then if the small holes do not uh, are, do not remove anything from the trachea, meaning they're very, they're very small, kind of like, think of like a, if you take like a needle and uh, puncture your skin, right? So those are very small holes and you're not missing any skin. Like it's just a small hole in your skin, maybe you'll start to bleed a little bit, but nothing is missing, right? Like you won't see you won't see a hole in your skin. You won't see a gaping hole. Um so right, so these are considered holes that don't aren't uh, don't have any uh, part missing of the trachea. So then uh you add them uh to be like uh, uh according to majority, right? If it's we think of it as a cut, right? So if the holes uh, uh, go through a majority of the of the ring of the trachea, then it is invalid, right? You can see that picture here. You see many holes that make up majority of the trachea. Um, but if they are ring, if they are holes that are a little bit wider, right? So, so it's an actual hole, right? You can see the hole, uh, but they're not so big that they are the size of an isar of this coin, but there are a number of them, right? You can see like three of them. Um, so then those you add up to see if the, together their areas equal the area of an isar, right? So if you have a number of them, you add up their areas, and if they are the amount of an isar, then it is a nebula. <laughs> And so too, if a a uh, one like strip was uh, was removed from it, then it adds up to the area of an isar. Um, Okay, regarding the, the bird, we do something a little different since its trachea is much smaller. So uh, what we do is we would put all of these holes that do cause uh, a diminishing of, like they are causing the trachea to be missing a little bit. Uh, right, so the wider ones. Or we take this uh, strip and then we add together their areas. Then we take we look at the beginning of the trachea, right? The opening of the trachea at the top. And we look at how much of the area of these holes, how much of that cover the opening of the trachea. If it covers a majority of the opening of the trachea, then it is a nebula. And if it does not, then it is valid. 
אפילו לא נשתייר מן המקום הראוי בה בשחיטה, אלא מה שהוא למעלה ומה שהוא למטה, כאשר ה... If the trachea were punctured, but a full puncture, meaning that it comes in one end and out the other end, right? So, out, so it goes through, through the entirety of the trachea all the way through, such that you can take a coin, you can take this isar, uh, and in its, from its width, you can put the coin in one end, one puncture, and have it go all the way through to the other end of the puncture, then it is a nevela, right? Kind of like a slot machine type of thing, right? So then this would be a nevela. If, it, the, if the uh, trachea, now we're, we don't mean one piece of the trachea, but rather the entirety of the trachea from the, from the top of the neck all the way down to the lungs, if it were cracked along its entire length, Right, there is a crack that you see along the whole length of the trachea. Even if, uh, it, uh, even if you, uh, it doesn't, there it doesn't remain a a uh, a proper place for the slot for shahita. Rather, like even if the only thing that remains that's like whole, that's not cracked in the proper place for shahita, is only just a little bit on top, and or a little bit at the bottom. And a little bit at the bottom, then it's still valid, right? And you're still allowed to do the shahita even in the place where it is cracked. ואין מדמין אלא מחוליה גדולה לחוליה גדולה או מקטנה לקטנה, אבל לא מקטנה לגדולה ולא מגדולה לקטנה, שכל הקטנה חוליות חוליות הוא, ובין כל חוליה וחוליה, חוליה אחת קטנה משתיהן, ורק ה... If uh, the trachea were punctured, and we don't know if the puncture was done prior to the slaughter uh, or after the slaughter, then what we do is we uh take the trachea and we puncture it and uh, now meaning after the slaughter in some other place and then we compare that puncture with the other puncture that we found if they look similar then it is permitted and uh, uh, if they look similar then it is permitted um i don't know well enough what uh why it wouldn't look similar, what like what a puncture that happens before a slaughter would look like and what a puncture that happens after a slaughter would look like. But apparently there is some sort of difference in how they would look uh, and you would be able to tell. Um, but the only way to really understand that is to actually see a case and do it. Um, and, and, we, and we don't compare from, okay, so now we have the, the trachea, and the trachea is made up of many rings, and we have thick, a thick ring, and then between uh, every two thick rings, we have one ring that's small, right? So we have a thick, like a, a big ring, and then a small ring, a big ring, and a small ring. That's how the trachea is made up, right? So we don't, so we only compare from a big, from a big ring to a big, to another big ring, or from a small ring to another small ring, right? If the 
puncture that we found was on a big ring, so then we compare it to another big ring. But we don't compare it from a small ring to a big ring, nor from a big ring to a small ring. Uh, since the entirety of the trachea is made up of rings of many rings, and between every ring is a is one small ring uh, that is small and thin. Uh, with that, we conclude Perik Gimel.